Today's episode is brought to you by Foundant Technologies. Whether you write grants for an organization or as a consultant, you know there's a lot of competition for a very limited amount of dollars. Missed deadlines, forgotten reports, lost documents, working remotely, staff turnover, all these challenges make it difficult for you to get more grants. And are you still trying to use a spreadsheet to track it all? Your time is valuable, and using a system built specifically for grant professionals like GrantHub can help you do more in less time and win more grants. Learn more by going to granthub.com today. Greetings. I am Kimberly Hayes-Demuga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you are listening to the final episode of Season 3 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. It's the final episode. (laughs) I used to play that song on my flute when I was in band in middle school. Yes. I somehow knew you knew that song, my friend. I somehow knew that. (laughs) Oh, but we digress. We sure Uh, do. In addition to being kooks, I guess. Um, We are a dynamic duo bringing you insight and knowledge into the ever-evolving world of grants, development, and fundraising. We're serious people, y'all. We're very serious. Um, It's clearly a real possibility we'll break into songs since we've already done that today. Check. Um, We love pie. Mm -hmm. And we always refer to you, dear listeners, as y'all. Sometimes all y'all. Sometimes. Because we hope all y'all love our podcast so much that you will subscribe and listen and review and all those good things all the things this podcast is brought to you by our season three sponsor dh leonard consulting and grant writing services hey don't let grants stress you out their team can help you with grant readiness and training grant research grant writing and grant mock review Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. Well, Amanda, can you believe it's the end of season three? Let's just say that way back in March, I felt like April would never get here. It was the longest March in the year in the yearbooks. Um, so I certainly thought December would never get here. And while 2020 is a year I'm ready to have behind me, I have still really enjoyed my season three of fundraising heyday with you. Thank you. And a full disclosure, we're recording this in November. We're just assuming that there will be a December. We feel fairly <laughs> optimistic. So in case there yeah. isn't, this is just a post from a long ago time um, of great anxiety. But Part of what helps me get through these times is creating this podcast with my dear friend and all-around brilliant woman, Amanda Day. So sweet. <laughs> so this creative outlet is, is so beneficial when, when so many things are, are so far out of my control. And frankly, most things are out of my control and are out of your control as well. But it's fun to think that you do have control and this year was a great example of, hey, you don't. So here was a safe place to explore and to learn and to vent. And those were my verbs for this year, explore, learn, and vent. Um, and uh, actually, those are my verbs every year. But anyway, I am just so lucky to be able to share this with you. Right back at you. Yay. Um, Cause it's just, it really has been, 
it's taught us a lot because we've had to get creative as far as recording and how that was going to work since we couldn't meet at our usual studio. Um, and so finding platforms like today, we're using Zencaster, which is awesome to be able to do recording from far, far away lands or, you know, just across the metro Atlanta, whatever. Which is also a far, far away land if you've never <laughs> been <the> here before. <laughs> um, so, yes, season three has been amazing, and I'm excited about what's to come for 2021. So um, we decided that we had such a good time wrapping our last season with our top ten list of favorite things that we just figured it should be an annual event. So that's what we're going to do today is share our top ten. That's right. We wanted to end 2020 on a happy note, um, or try to, um, with things that brought us joy or excitement or really opened our eyes to something, or also things that helped us escape from daily responsibilities and stress. So um, Amanda is going to start it off with a very serious topic, so I just want everyone to sit up and be serious and st- Stop shilly-shallying around because she's got something very important to say. Number one, top 10, Amanda. Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and I know some of you are like, oh, my gosh, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, I remember, oh, my gosh, as a kid, the scratch and sniff stickers. Did you ever have those? I was obsessed. I actually enjoyed sniffing those scented markers. And look look how I turned <laughs> out. So, <don't. laughs> Yeah, I just – I in, the, in my childhood, I had I had I had a book that was dedicated to my like it was a sticker book like I would get stickers and put it in it and I'd look at them and I'd enjoy them and I don't know and then I grew up and stickers just became this childish thing until the past year or two stickers seem to be making a comeback and yes I'm talking about those stickers those printed desi- designs that have the sticky at his adhesive on the back. And <laughs> thanks for defining whatever that. you want. That's what I'm talking about. I know some people are like, she cannot be talking about like really like yeah stickers. Um, it all started. I'm going to blame it on Jonna Rogers. Um, last year Fair. she gave her fellow GPA board members a sticker that had the phrase. It's just said hashtag Life is a Grant Pro, which is a hashtag a lot of us use on social media when we're explaining the stuff we get to do for fun and not so fun. Um, And it was just beautiful. And I love the color. And I had just gotten a new laptop and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this on here to give my laptop a little pizzazz. And that's where it all started. Um, So I've just started collecting them since then and not, they don't all, I've got more stickers that don't go on my laptop, but the very special ones do. And of course I've got a fundraising heyday sticker on there. Yeah, you do. Um, Our fabulous sponsor, uh, DH Leonard Consulting has a brand of things that say, don't let grants stress you out. So that's on there. (laughs) Which Uh, is to dream the impossible dream for us right now, but that's beside the point. And it is not Diane Leonard's fault, nor D.H. Leonard. No, I've got a picture for our sticker that's um, from the Finger Lakes up in upstate New York where I last year, back when we used to travel. What? Um, What was that thing of which you speak? I know. I went on a girl's trip to the Finger Lakes and did wine tours and a boat ride and just enjoyed having no responsibility. And Mm. so until I can travel again, I can just look at my Finger Lakes sticker and just remember beautiful times behind and hopefully ahead right but anyway i know that's kind of silly but it just every time i open my laptop it just puts a smile on my face because i've got all these wonderful memories and it's because of stickers so so stickers brought you joy in 2020 there's no shame in that not at all there's no shame i am oddly sticker less i appreciate stickers i tend to put them on journals and things i 
tend, I don't even have bumper stickers on my car. I oh, have, no. but it's let's just whatever works for people. Yeah. And this yeah, works for you. So let's honor that. Yes. Not on, I wouldn't put it on my car. That's too, too expensive, but you fair, know, fair, for fair. laptop. Sure. Why not? <laughs> So I, I'm coming up with um, with uh, or in our top ten with a uh, with number two, um, and it's just going to be a really straightforward thing. And I'm going to hope that I don't get all mushy when I talk about it. But in all seriousness, this is not a cheap promotion of episode three, season three of fundraising heyday podcast. But y'all. If you just can't even stand the sound of my voice or whatever, please overcome your revulsion. Go to listen to episode three, where we interview the um, Nagalski sisters who wrote a book called Burnout and to whom we refer to as the Burnout Sisters. And it's not because they are um, burned out. It's because they helped find each other, find a way out of it. And they talk about how self-care is a marketing myth a lot of times, the way it's being Mm -hmm. sold to us. But what got me, what brings me joy, what I will go back and listen to in the privacy of my own headphones is toward the end of the podcast. I think it was Amelia who sang the, um, the, the theme song from Moana. And, I also want to go on record as saying I'm not a big connoisseur of Disney soundtracks. It's not my area of knowledge or expertise, but it was just about hope and finding yourself. And she just sang it acapella. She just burst into song, but here's the trick. She's actually a professional musician. So it was a <laughs> step different. above. It's a step above yes. when Amanda and I launch into our songs um, from time to time. And it was so beautiful and so heartfelt. And in that moment, I began to cry. And I'm glad that it wasn't an ugly cry because that's usually my go-to. But um, it was, I don't know if it was just joy or comfort or a, 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 a mix or something, but it was just the the sweetest thing. And we have interviewed wonderful guests. We have been so fortunate and so blessed to have different people on our show, but it was just that moment. And that moment gave me joy and gave me hope, which is something that I needed to find a lot um, during this last year. So I would encourage you to to go back. I I will not, I will not sing that song for you right now. You need to listen to her sing it. And um, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. It just sure did mean a lot to me. So that's my first contribution to our top 10. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to agree with that because I was crying right along with you because it was kind of a release of just like a, okay, we're not alone in this. And there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and it was beautiful. So I feel you. I think the other thing that it brought to mind for me, and what what and caused that really intense emotion. Well, okay, I'm an intense person anyway, but I'm just saying that caused a super intense emotion. Was um, the idea that it's also okay to acknowledge that even though I am living in a position of privilege and I am fortunate to be able to work from home and there are a lot of doors open to me because I'm an educated white woman that aren't open to everyone. And I know that it's, it's okay to own that 
that I am feeling a lot of stress and sorrow with everything that's going on and it can be overwhelming. And so it's almost, it's like, this isn't the heaviest burden, but it's my burden. And, and just to sort of feel that release and understand that we'll just keep moving forward, asking for help from each other and giving each other grace. So that was a whole lot wrapped up in a song. That's why songs are such a great way to communicate. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Okay, so number three on our list um, is something that is nothing new. It's nothing revolutionary, but it was something new for my family. And we took up hiking this year. Mm -hmm. So during the lockdown, when the four walls were starting to crowd in, my family needed a safe outlet. And what better way to enjoy the outdoors than to go for a short hike? So that's what we did. We explored Kennesaw Mountain, Sawney Mountain, and even the Tacoa Swinging Bridge, to name a few spots. So just, you know, any place that was within an hour or two drive, because part of the fun was just, again, leaving the house, even Mm -hmm. if it was just to be in the car. And of course, North Georgia is so beautiful. It is. Um, So the the drive was part of the fun. Um, It was so great to be outdoors, to enjoy nature, and spend some quality time together where we weren't getting on each other's last ever loving nerve because we had all been trapped together for weeks on end doing digital learning and working and surviving and feeding them 8,000 meals a day. It felt like <laughs> <laughs> my poor dishwasher, it was running constantly. Right. Yeah. Um, and let me be clear. I have no plans to suddenly tackle the Appalachian trail or the Pacific coast trail a la Cheryl Strayed in her book wild. Okay. okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I would miss you. I would miss you. That's never going to happen. But I, as for someone like me, I'm not a nature girl. Like you are not going to get me to go camping because you know, there's hotels for that. That's just, that's my thing. But <laughs> I did find myself enjoying a little jaunt in the woods. Oh, so that's um, it was, it was just relaxing and my whole family, we just, it was a good bonding time and um, we're not doing it as much um, now that school's back in session where we are and activities are happening. So, but uh, I hope we continue to dabble in that because it was a fun family time and it, it was it was just stress free and i enjoyed that <laughs> nice i um my my number 4 my contribution to number 4 on this list is related but it is not quite the same thing um but i started walking again um, in the mornings. And I don't mean, oh, I walk to the mailbox. I mean, like <laughs> walking as a workout, as a way to clear my head, as a way to um, exercise because I did not feel safe going to gyms. They were closed for a while. They're open again. And I'm still like, yeah, no. So um, my husband and I set up um, a couple of about there are three routes really there are two main ones and they're three to four miles each through our neighborhood and especially in the summer when you know obviously it's hot because atlanta um i would be out walking by seven and i would walk and you know it would take a little over an hour um depending on the route and I didn't really understand what I had taken on until all of a sudden my feet were hurting and I realized that I had worn the treads off a little bit on the bottoms of my shoes. Wow. (laughs) And so then I got some more shoes and I kept walking. And it's, and so now that the weather's changed, I don't have to hit it at seven. I can wait. And it's also a little bit better to wait till the sun comes up since time has changed. But it gave me a lot of things. I feel healthier because of it. 
I think it's definitely helped me sleep. It's helped me wor- uh, work off some stress. And it was one of the things that the 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 Nagowski sisters talked about in the burnout book. It's like the the I and I wow, I am so going to simplify this. You should read the book. All the science is in there about this. But the idea that you're walking away from something at a fast pace can can have an effect on your nervous system because mm-hmm. it's almost like you can trick your body into, see, I'm running away from this stress. Look at me walk briskly up and down these hills, you know, um, in our, in my neighborhood. So there's, there's some, there's some research pointing out that that can help manage stress is what I'm saying. And it did. And I really, I mean, really got to know the yards of my neighbor's. And there were some dogs. Um, I live I live in unincorporated DeKalb County. It's clearly still in the city, but there, oddly, I mean, there's still some remnants of what I'm sure used to be farmland a uh, hundred years ago or more. And there are some houses that have some land and and it's fenced in. And and um, when I say land, I mean you know like three or four acres, but still in the city, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an old farmhouse that sits back there. And these little tiny white dogs that clearly thought I was the devil would come up every morning. I mean, just, just rabid little Chihuahua gremlin crosses. I don't even know what they were. And, um, they would sort of fling themselves against the wire fence and, uh, and they never came after me. But after a while, I noticed one day they just stopped barking. Cause I have been past so many times. They're like, Oh, that's that crazy lady again. We're not even getting up. So the dogs don't even bark at me anymore because I've really gotten to know my neighborhood. And part of getting to know the neighborhood was that there was this magical fig tree and food co-op thing happening. Um, and what used to be a small plot that was at one point a community gardens. Now it's just kind of a gathering space, very informal, so the fig tree, being a magical fig tree, produced figs for months, it seemed like. And so we could go and pick figs. And then some person started leaving food out and basics like sweet potatoes, potatoes, onions, peppers, um, apples, things that it turned out, it turns out on Facebook, uh, my husband saw it and that she... Um, had some deal with a local, um, it's like a food rescue. She had to deal with a local um, um, seller, for want of a better word. I don't know the details. And she, she would pay him a certain amount at the end of the day for stuff that, you know, he was getting, you know, that, that people didn't buy. Mm-hmm. And so I started walking through the neighborhood. Imagine, imagine this sexy look. I'm walking through the neighborhood with my baseball cap on and my sunglasses, and I got my mask down around. You know, I've got like a bandana mask in case I pass somebody, and a tote bag. Because what white lady isn't going to be walking through a neighborhood without her tote bag, right? But no, I had a tote bag folded up, stuck in the waistband of my pants, because every once in a while, there would be food there. So I would walk through the neighborhood and then I would pick up food. And nice. I know, right? And so one day I'd forgotten it. So there I was walking through the neighborhood with a head of cabbage. Um, <laughs> and f- I think the people just just leave me be, I guess. But also not a lot of people out and about that time of day um, necessarily, particularly during lockdown. But so walking uh, helped me reconnect with a neighborhood that that I, I i really i really didn't let myself get to know and then i got mm-hmm. to see people and then i'd wave to them and then they'd beep at me as they passed in the morning and i'm just saying 
it was, it's opened up a whole new way of getting my workouts in, but also just mentally refreshing and occasionally picking up a head of cabbage because I make some really good cabbage soup um, and braised curry cabbage. And there it was just sitting in that garden. It said free food. I'm just saying nice. it was my, one of my favorite things. Nice. You kind of probably fell in love with your community a little more than certainly a little more than yeah. I have been in the past. I will give you yeah. that. Awesome. Very nice. Well, we're going to take a real sharp turn here and go from <laughs> that was me skidding. And- that was my <laughs> skidding noise. Thank you. Okay. Um, number five on the list. I'm going with a tech company what? called Foundit Technologies. Okay. Yay. If you're a grant person, you may know them. They're the ones who offer Grant Hub, mm-hmm. right? But Foundit Technologies is the parent company, um, and not only are they a great software company for philanthropic products for grant seekers and grant funders, like grant management systems, but they offer so many free resources. So even if you're not interested in buying software, you want to visit their website, which is foundit.com, okay? And Foundit is F-O-U-N-D-A-N-T, so found. Like found ant. Found Ant, founditcom Click on their resource tab and you'll find webinars and blogs and podcasts and so much more. And most of it on there is absolutely free. And they have got, they're bringing in the subject matter experts um, in all kinds of different fields. So you want to check that out. They also have a lot of COVID-19 related resources, like so many other people these days. Um, But they've got some helpful stuff there. In fact, Kimberly and I were both part of a panel that they rolled out early on during the pandemic, offering information and advice on things like working from home and finding funding during stressful times and trying to balance your sanity through all of it. Um, And so I'd, I'd say there's some stuff in those, even those earlier podcasts that are still helpful. Oh, yeah. In December, as helpful as it was back in March. Um, so, and I think the best part I found it is that every individual I've worked with through this organization, they are always so kind and so helpful. Um, and while this isn't my thing, the folks there, they really, really, really love their dogs. And if you go online, they have a whole page dedicated to just the pets of found it. So, um, if that's your thing and want to look at happy puppies, go check out found it. They've got them there too. Go get your floof on. Yeah. Um, another dramatic turn, that's a bad skid. I don't know. I don't know how to do skid. And our sound engineer is like, oh my God, please someone talk to her. um, Ryan, I'm sorry. But, um, the number six is, um, for that I'm contributing to our top 10 list, favorite things. It's actually bringing back something from the nineties y'all, uh, in a woo woo kind of way. Um, it's called morning pain. Wait, wait, what's, what's a woo-woo kind of <laughs> Well, because it's not software, I'm, I'm going to be talking about spiritual oh, exercises cool. through writing. Okay. So I believe okay. that's the woo-woo way. Oh, God, help me. That's not the name of it, y'all. Okay? That's just me talking. <laughs> Sorry. I just the name of it is Morning Pages. Okay. As you said, longing for <laughs> to not be an idiot, but moving <laughs> forward. Um, the, the, the exercise itself is called Morning Pages, like morning in the morning, morning has broken, et cetera, et cetera, morning pages. And it came from a book called The Artist's Way that was first published back in the 90s by Julia Cameron. And um, it's a workbook kind of talking about the creative process and the ways to keep you going, ways to feed your 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 
creative soul, et cetera, et cetera. But there are exercises in it. And this is one that I started doing again um, in February, as a matter of fact, of this year. And it's called the morning pages. And it's very simple. You have a a book. I, I I don't know about you, but I end up with journals. People give me journals and things, or you get them at conferences or whatnot. This is like a hardback kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You could do it a spiral bound notebook. It doesn't even matter. But the idea is it's it's um, pen or pencil and paper, and you write three pages each morning, preferably right when you wake up. And it's just this this mental splatter um, that it's just, and you don't take you don't take your pen or pencil off the page until you're done. Do you know what I mean? So you're mm-hmm. not letting, you're not editing, you're not saying, good Lord, that is crazy. Why do you write that? You're just like, zoop, 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 writing along, whatever comes out, comes out. And um, a hack is don't be getting one of those journals with eight and a half by 11 pages if you don't feel like you have a lot to say. Mine is like, it's a a smaller one. It might be six by eight, but seriously, whatever works for you. And I just started going through freebie notebooks and things from conferences. And I just write every morning. And um, when there have been mornings when either I didn't, I had another commitment or something came up and I couldn't do it. And it makes a difference. There's something about just getting words out on a page Mm -hmm. that clears your mind, clears my mind anyway. And um, between that and walking all around and picking up those free heads of cabbages, that seemed to keep me fairly sane um, through this time. But I also, if you, if you're like, well, I'm a, I'm a grant writer. I'm a fundraiser. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not a creative writer. You know what you are if you just let yourself. And it doesn't matter. You could spend three pages bitching about uh, some errand you have to run. Ask me how I know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one's going to see it. No one's going to look at it. It's just, it's almost like warming up you know before you walk yeah. before man before you take a hike you might just sort of walk around you've been in the car for a couple hours getting up to the mountains kind of stretch things out kind of loosen up before you get started for me this is just a way to kind of loosen up get rid of things that i'm holding on to for no good reason mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and and just get them out there so that's the woo woo way <laughs> that worked for me so that's number six fabulous well, number seven on my list is The West Wing. Yeah, I know this is a TV show. Wait that a minute, premiered. wasn't that from yes. the 90s too? When did yes, that? it is. It oh, premiered in 1999. Right. But back then, I was too young to appreciate or oh. even want to watch a show about politics, right? Oh, my child. I'm rolling my eyes, y'all, but do let her go on. I was in college then. So okay, yeah, fair. To be fair. Fair. Now, Friends, I was watching Friends all day long and, you know, Beverly Hills 90210. So that's kind of, if that tells you anything, West Wing was not on my radar, okay? <laughs> but, no, judgment-free, judgment-free podcast. I appreciate that. But when I was looking for something binge-worthy this year, I discovered this jewel of a show. And I just, I loved it. I could not, I watched probably way too much because I finished all I don't even know how many seasons they had. I finished them very quickly, let's just say. Um, and what, so one of the things I really loved about this is in a previous episode of the season, Kimberly and I were lamenting the fact that there really are no TV shows or books or movies with a grant professional as the central character, right? And while the West Wing is really about the president of the United States and his staff, 
with Neri, a grant writer amongst them, they talk about all things grant. Okay. I geeked out every time they mentioned the office of management and budget, or they went on about the importance of the census, basically all the things that us government grant writers talk about. They were talking about it because hello, the government funds all of this stuff. And so it was just, I just got to experience some moments with my friends on the West wing. Okay. Um, On top of all that, it was a a whip smart show chock full of characters that you really want to meet in real life. I'm just telling you, CJ Craig is my idol because Holy cow, the pressure of being the press secretary and Josh Lyman, that character, he was simply adorable. So two of my faves. Um, (laughs) So if you don't, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, clearly you need to go watch the show. Um, The show made me both nostalgic for simpler times And yet they were discussing some of the same ways to fix crises that we are still experiencing today. Imagine that. Imagine that. I'm shutting up now. I'm shutting up. Go ahead. Well, it was just, it was, it was very odd to think that like, oh, those were simpler times, but no, really it's, we're still haven't figured out like how to fund education was something they were trying to figure out and how to fund healthcare. And how I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been 20 years and we still haven't figured this out. Girl, it's been longer than that. Well, this is true too. But 20 years since that show. So fair. um, Now, as an added bonus, I discovered what's called the West Wing Weekly, which is a podcast. What? It's co-hosted by Joshua Molina, who um, was one of the characters on the show. He came in uh, later seasons. Um, And the podcast is an episode-by-episode discussion of the TV show. Um, So it's a whole other avenue for geeking out over all things West Wing. And to add fuel to the fire, they do an episode that compares the West Wing to Hamilton, as in the Broadway musical that is amazing. Um, and Lynn Manuel Miranda was their guest. And can I just tell you, uh, I'm obsessed with that musical. Like, I'm pretty sure I have the whole thing memorized. No, y'all, like, she's not kidding. She's not kidding about this. Yeah. So to bring those two political dynamos together, it was an amazing moment for me. So I'm just going to leave you with that. Okay. <laughs> for, no, there is no... The, I, I just think that's cool that you not only... Uh, rediscovered a show that brings you joy, but then also found a podcast because, you know, we enjoy we podcasts. It's all, it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. Um, I'm not going to make that weird skitty noise again because I don't want to hurt myself. Um, I'm coming <laughs> in at number eight out of our top 10 most favorite things of 2020, things that brought us joy, opened us to new ideas, stress relief, what have you. I just have to really really commend I'll talk about the public library in my county DeKalb County Georgia for the services they offered during a crazy ridiculous time and I know that there are other counties across the United States that have done you know done this but I just specifically want to call them out because I just I think they're doing a fantastic job and that's where I have my library card and have had for probably decades now. And I grew up 
going to libraries and loved it and opened doors to me to books and all sorts of wonderful things. But particularly during this pandemic, four fundraisers and grant seekers, they did something um, that I believe Fulton County also did as well. Um, I, but I, again, my knowledge is about DeKalb County specifically. Um, they opened up, it used to be that you could go to the main branch of the library, of which there are many in DeKalb County, but the main branch in downtown Decatur, and you could search a very powerful um, foundation search engine called Foundation Directory Online. Yes. And um, But you had to go to that location. But during the pandemic, they they have a slightly less robust version but that is available online if you are a library card holder. And so go on and do, and it's not the only branch that, you know, not the only library system that does this, but I'd really talk about helping if you can't get into the office, if you can't afford a search engine, which is not cheap to, um, you know, get all that information about who funds what, where are they, what's their focus, what's their giving look like, who's on their board, all of those things you can find with this particular um, database that, for now, I can still search for free because the libraries haven't opened up again um, fully. They do curbside pickup, which I also love because I just love books. But anyway, they do a good job at that. And I'm squeezing in. You're getting a bonus favorite from me right now. I'm squeezing in another one associated with books, and that is the bookstores and what a great job that they have done with the curbside pickup and and. Um, books online, um, I'm sorry, book events online, um, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. And I also found during this process um, an audio book service that I want to give a shout out to, and they are not sponsoring this in any way. It's <laughs> called Libro, like Spanish for book, Libro FM, Libro.fm. And if you find them online, there are plenty of other large-scale audiobook services, but this one allows you to buy the books or you can get a membership plan or what have you. And um, you, uh, you pick the bookstore that, that gets a part of those proceeds. So it's another way to support your local bookstores, and most independent bookstores are a part of this. And it's a way to make a choice that doesn't always feed you into, you know, our um, – you know, our search engine and selling overlords who shall not be named, but it's just a way to uh, go a little bit off track and find uh, an independent supporter of local bookstores. So I just wanted to give a shout out to DeKalb County Public Library and Libro FM for helping bring me joy, knowledge, and stress relief during this year. Uh, you know I love all things book-related, so Yay! this is fantastic. And if you're wondering, if you're like me and um, aren't bilingual, like our friend Kimberly here, Libro is spelled L-I-B-R-O. Oh, thank so, you. I'm sorry. I should yeah. have done that. Yeah. No, it's fine. So, yep, all, the, the library is just amazing for a, a million th- reasons. So, good good addition to our fabulous top ten list, if I do say so myself. Sure, girl. Um, so number nine, I'm going to share with you is 
an, uh, it's not really an organization, but it's called Nonprofit Courses. Okay, and I'm not I'm not just saying all nonprofit courses, although many of them are fabulous. It is a website. The website is nonprofit.courses. Okay, this was a website created by Matt Hug, and what it is is almost like a clearinghouse for anything and everything that has to do with training related to nonprofit work. Okay. Um, So it includes a variety of resources, most of which are free for those who are in the nonprofit setting. So you could find training courses, webinars, books, podcasts, and really so much more. And it's all grouped by a variety of content experts. Okay. Um, So if you're looking for information that's related to fundraising or grants, accounting, um, starting a nonprofit, all the things, it's all there in one place. Um, And Matt has created just this great resource for all of us to be able to find all those things. Um, And anytime I do trainings, people are always asking, where can I get more trainings? Um, And before I was having to say, well, this company is really good at this. And if you want a course on this, you should go here. But now I can basically just send them to this kind of one-stop shop and say, you want a course on accounting in nonprofits? Here you go. You want to learn about grants? Here you go. You want to learn more about this? Here you go. It's all there. Um, And just what what a, a brilliant idea to put everything in one place to make it easier for us to find what we need. So, and a full disclosure: the access to our podcast will be on there as well. But we are not paid for doing that, and he's not paid. We don't pay him for uploading the stu- the, the the links and other access there on that website. There are courses you can pay for, as Amanda said, but it's just um, a, a really strong compilation of all kinds of resources. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And another place, another uh, link to Fabulous Services um, webinars and other information you would find is actually my um, entry for number 10 of our top 10 favorite things this year. And um, while this training is not available there for free, there are many other things that are, and I do highly recommend this training. And it's not just because D.H. Leonard Consulting is our sponsors. It's because it's good. Um and this is the Agile and Nonprofits training that um, that uh, D.H. Leonard and Agile and Nonprofits offers, um, particularly centered around, there's a whole Agile and Nonprofit network of services that are coming out, but there's, um, it's, it's productivity training and systems. And I got to tell you, that's not usually something that fills me with joy or lightens my load, frankly. But what I enjoyed about this training that they, no one there is paying me to say anything about is that it has helped me um, manage personal projects as well, personal time. So there's a there's a a part of it that's sort of the more the mechanical process of making all the things that you want to do, making your work transparent, if you will. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. listing things out, having instead of a to-do list, um, you, it's there, the, the synonym for them might be a product backlog and you're creating these things. And these systems were developed for software developers first. That's where it got its start. So the, the, the jargon is a little different, but the idea is making your work visible, whether you're part of a huge team or whether you are just scrambling to try and, and, and wear and your many hats and manage your day. It's having your work visible, working in what they call sprints, 
mm-hmm. which could be one week to four weeks. And so sort of you have so you have your big picture things broken down into bite-sized pieces that could then be managed in a sprint, if you will, where you really focus on moving, completing that step and moving it on to the next. And um I have just found enormous value in that. That particular part of the process is um, referred to as a, as a scrum, if you will. And um, the training is, I don't like this title, but it's to become a scrum master, which just, I'm like, master of scrum. But um, <laughs> it's, it's a super useful technique that I am integrating into my personal and professional lives, which you know, are kind of all the same because it is my life. So I find it enormously helpful. The um, check out their training. The reference book here is um, by Jeff Sutherland and JJ Sutherland, and it's called "The Art of Doing Twice the Work in Half the Time." Scrum. So really loving that. Really loving what it's brought to me, and um, wanting to share that as um, it's not just another woo-woo paid training where you get a big notebook or a big set of downloads and you move on. It's something that I've actually been working with um, in my role as a consultant with some other firms that I'm working with. And again, using it um, personally, and I've threatened to get our podcast um, production <laughs> into Scrum. So Amanda, yeah, that's going to look out. Some, you, if you know me, or, or anything about me, that is probably, you would not expect me to go, oh, yes, productivity training is my top 10. But it really is. The final thing yeah. about that, I'm in the middle of taking the, the class now as we are recording this, um, this um, season, is something called Product Owner. And it might as well also be called How to Think Things Through and Say No. Um, because that is one of the skills mm-hmm. when you're, so there's the process of moving things through, but then there's also the strategic idea of what do you choose to spend your time on? What are you spending your time on versus what really matters? Whether it's you yeah. with your employer, you with your um, agencies where you're a consultant or you in your life where you are managing other uh, personal projects or life projects or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, well, I haven't completed that training yet. I found it super helpful so far. And um, they if you are looking for a change and you love project management, if you're looking for a career change, um, we don't want you to stop listening to the podcast. But if you are like, I am so not writing grants anymore, I am done. You may want to consider looking into training and, and experience to move into this kind of project management because there there is a market for people with skills in scrum and and being a scrum master and a product owner so unexpectedly productivity software and training and ideas bring me joy this year who, who knew? knew yeah and if this sounds fascinating to you but before you like dive in you want to learn more about it we did interview diane leonard about scrum that was um in season two our episode nine so if you wanted to take a listen and learn a little bit more about scrum and what what exactly it is and what it um, can do for you yes and that book kimberly mentioned we both read that last year and um I've said this before on the podcast, I am so not a nonfiction reader normally. That's not my go-to, but that book was engaging. They told a lot of stories that, that are, you know, true. And it just, it really is a thing. And Kimberly has been trying to get me on the scrum band, bandwagon and I have a feeling 2021 is going to be the year for it. So oh, girl, you're talking to a scrum master now. I'm ready to get it on and done. There you yep. go. 
Yep. So that's our top 10. And I would say we put together a pretty nice list this year. It's got items that benefit our field and some of those that are just good for the soul. And if I had an, a, a, a number 11 on my list, <laughs> if I had, because I, I have to read these lyrics to y'all real quick. I'm not going to sing it to you because okay. I'm not going to butcher the song because okay. it's beautiful. But um, if I had a number 11, I would have added there is an album that came out last year um, by The High Women. Okay, oh, it was their debut cool. album, Maren Morris and Brandy Carlisle, two of the girls in this band. But they have a, a, a song on their album called Crowded Table. And in light of, I know we're recording this before we find out the results of the election, but in light of no, the election, in light it's on election day, day. we're recording real. this election day, feelings are running high. Go ahead. But the chorus of that song, which this may, again, I'm just going to read the words. It says, I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. Let us take on the world while we're young and able and bring us back together when the day is done. And I just think that's beautiful. That is Anytime. That's lovely. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah, if you need an ex, if, if, if you need a good album to check out. The High Women. Go check high it women. out. Yep. So, we do hope that this list has been helpful to you. Uh, if we made you smile, if we made, if you, we gave you something to think about, to take your mind off of your stress and anxiety, um, we are happy to do it. If you find, if you try something that we talked about, we'd love to hear about it. You can um, email us at fundraising heyday, and I know y'all know this, but it's heyday h a y d a y, and we know. That's not the real spelling of the actual word heyday. So let's just get all that out in the open. Fundraising heyday at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at funding heyday. Yes, we would so love to hear from you. Um, while this is the final episode of season three, and you may be thinking, how long do we have to wait? Oh, you know, We're that's what they're thinking. That's oh, everybody's no, top of mind. Top of mind. <laughs> um, we're happy to announce that it's not too long because oh. we are moving our seasons to year-long seasons. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start up in January. We're going to have an episode released every other Thursday and go through the entire year of 2021. So even though we're wrapping up for 2020, we are going to be back with you before you know it. All year long. I hope yes. that makes you happy every two weeks. But um, we're excited to uh, move forward with this with this podcast experience and see where it takes us. Also, in addition to our top 10 list, we also appreciate our sponsor, DH Leonard Consulting, whose support made the season possible and really, really want to recognize Diane Leonard and Megan Shane for all they do to help us make this uh, better, to help reach more people, to bring on more guests. And um, we're just deeply grateful. So thanks. Yes, thank you both. Thank you again to our season three sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to learn more. Remember, there is no specific college degree in grant writing or fundraising yet. 
But there are a lot of good people with experience to share, training programs, and other ways to learn. We'd love for this podcast to be part of your professional development lineup. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, sources tell us that most of you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, preferably five-star with lots of exclamation points if that's your style. Seriously, we appreciate each and every one of you and your incredible support all along the way of this podcast that we are getting ready to take into season four. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for helping to share Fundraising Heyday with your friends and your colleagues. So thanks again for joining us throughout season three. We will see you all in 2021, dear listeners. Until then, be well and happy holidays. Bye, y'all. See you soon. Mm